0: Well, look who's back. Jamal Murray scorches the net in his best game of the season. The starters absolutely dominate. The The, the bench did not. They did, they did not dominate. But that's all right because the Nuggets got a win in Brooklyn. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, what it means for Jamal's performance. We'll talk about the Hornets game as well as preview Christmas Day versus the Warriors. All this and more on a very merry Locked on Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your Daily Devon Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys being with us and joining us on whatever platform you've chosen. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, where a five-star review is appreciated, on Spotify. Or, if you want to support the show, go to youtube.com slash Locked On Nuggets. Best way to support the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Over 5,000 subscribers on that channel. We're trying to get that thing to 10 by the end of the year. Help us out. Tell a friend. And support the show. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the Senior NBA Writer for the Action Network. Joined by Swipeacam. You can follow him on Twitter at Swipeacam as well. Check out his YouTube page and catch him on the weekends with Ryan Blackburn as well on Pick, Axe, and Roll. On today's show, we'll talk about the win over... The Brooklyn Nets, Jamal Murray scorching Brooklyn. Mm. Nikola Jokic playing great. The starters absolutely dominating. We'll get into Michael Malone's curiously continuing decision to sub out Michael Porter Jr. late in games for Peyton Watson. Uh, we'll talk about the bench and how it vanished once again on the road. And we'll preview the Hornets and Warriors games uh, on Christmas Day. Want to let you know real quick. Uh, by the way, happy holidays if you celebrate. If you don't, hope you're having a great week. and. Enjoying the time that everyone else is busy, stressed out about presents and family because there's a lot going on. Uh, Swiper, I have to ask you something. One, do you, do you celebrate Christmas? I want to make sure. I always try and ask this of everyone I, I talk to. That, like, hey, do you celebrate? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I definitely celebrate Christmas. Um, you know, it was uh, definitely growing up. It was a big family event uh, for everybody. So food, presents. Uh, every every year, I used to get the new N64, PlayStation, Xbox, all that. So I'm locked in. I, I I love Christmas. I love giving gifts now.
0: What's your, uh, what's? I asked this on my Buckets podcast and I got some really great answers from the guys I did the pod with. What's, the, if you look, think back, what's like the favorite, your favorite Christmas gift you can remember getting?
1: Uh, you know, probably, it's probably still going to be along the lines of, you know, when I think I might've been 11 or something when the Xbox came out, maybe 10, nine. And I remember I got Halo and, you know, that's this all you wanted, You know, like I got a game system. I got a brand new game. That's all I'm doing for the rest of Christmas break for the two weeks we're out of school. So that was probably like in terms of gifts, maybe my favorite time. What about you?
0: Um, by the way, uh, Xbox came out when I was in college. So I'm now crumbling into dust. Um, <laughs> for me, it was the original 1980s Voltron series. My dad went all over Memphis, Tennessee to four different toy stores and grabbed all of the lions. And I flipped out. I ran around the house screaming like Kevin McAllister. I absolutely went nuts. I love this comment from Hurricane. Mine was the AG dunk over Landry Schammett. That's that's pretty good. Um, all right, let's get started. So the Denver Nuggets get the win over the Brooklyn Nets on Friday night. Um, dominant performance from the starters, who had like a 148 offensive rating. Uh, Jokic, 31 11 7 Three steals, two blocks, five stocks for Nikola Jokic, the reigning finals MVP. 12 of 17 from the field, two of two from three, notably five of five from the line and a plus 29 right. for Joker in a five point win, which says more about the bench, but it also says how absolutely incredible he was in this game. Uh, he hit the glass. Daron Sharp comes in. He goes to the mid range jump shot. But the uh, the bigger story, honestly, is Jamal Murray. 32 points, five boards, nine assists, two steals, just one turnover. He shows 11 of 19 from the field, including four of six from three and six of eight from the line. Uh, this was Jamal Murray's best game by far. Great reads, get, great play. Navigated the DHOs perfectly into these three-point shots. Everything right. was effortless, was smooth on point. This was like... Locked in, awesome Jamal. This was an incredible performance from Jamal Murray, his best of the season.
1: But can I ask you a question? What do you think Jamal Murray is shooting this year from three?
0: I would say, because I know how well he's shooting with the starters, I would have to say 41%. Yeah.
1: Currently, Jamal Murray is shooting 44.8% as a three-point <sighs> shooter on the year so far. With, with, he- jo-
0: with Joker and AG, that number's like 50%. Right. Like the st- the minutes when Jamal sh- like Jamal should do what they've wanted him to do, which is like shoot way more threes. Right. If if we're only to ride this wave because when when he has the spacing of the starters, the dude's like above 50% for 3. It's wild right. how well he's shooting in terms of those minutes.
1: Yeah, and you saw yesterday his off you know Jamal Murray's feeling healthy when his off the dribble game is yeah. going crazy. He was hitting those mid-range shots navigating the screen, but even the one-on-one opportunities he would get versus McHale, he had the one where he did the behind-the-back step-back three-pointer. That was nothing but net. And Jamal, his mid-range shot is like the telltale sign for when he is like kind of in the zone because he makes his threes. His layups can be you know hit or miss because he's not finishing as well yet. But as a shooter, man, Jamal Murray's legitimately to become one of the best shooters in the NBA, but he doesn't get characterized as that. And honestly, Matt, he's an elite shooter. Yeah. Like, he's not just a good shooter. He's an elite shooter. And I really was impressed with him. You know, 32 points. Uh, I believe yesterday, Jamal Murray, he had a 71 true shooting yesterday. I mean, he's taking care of business. The only thing that wasn't good is that he went 6 of 8 from the free throw. line. we expect Jamal Murray to go 8 of 8 because yeah. he's a free throw shooter. So, his, and his defense, the fourth quarter defense especially, he had that last possession on Mikael Bridges. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. But Mikael did that little fadeaway over on the right nail. I mean, in his face, switched hips, got up, contested at the level. Jamal Murray, man, you can just see that, like, the more he's getting comfortable – and I said this, Matt, because last year, Matt, the last 40 games of the year, he averaged 23 points and six assists a game going into the playoffs, and he shot over 40% from from three, over 50% from the field, and over 86% from the line. And so you saw him start to build that, and I think now the last three games especially – you're seeing Jamal Murray healthy, no ankle issue, not having to deal with all the stuff he was dealing with earlier. He really is just an unstoppable force. And even um, you know, respect Twitter. You know, there are people that are looking at Jamal Murray saying, you know, he's been really slow so far this year off, but you know when you need a bucket, Jamal Murray's one of the best at it. And even hearing the Nets broadcast talk about Jamal Murray, they just say that he's leveled up and it's a championship. Uh, it really is just the way he's carrying himself, man. He just looks like a completely different player. They said he's an all-star level player as well. So I was really, really happy uh, to see Jamal get in his bag and to be even the lead playmaker yesterday as well.
0: Uh, I like this comment from Daniel West who said, in his slips through the paint were easy buckets. He's absolutely right. Like Jamal's slips were so on point, on target, those layups. Yeah. One of the things, I'll say this, when I watch a lot of players, they can rush these layups and they can make them too hard. And then they can go too soft, right. Where they're, they're trying to have like a slow game and against really athletic guys, you can get those blocked. I love Jamal's pace on layups. Like he's always so steady. Yeah. So even slips in it. It's always like the perfect timing on everything that he does with his layups. It's, it's absolutely um, phenomenal. Somebody mentioned, you know, you talked about the, the free throw six of eight. Um, Freddie says, Aaron quote, efficient free throw shooter, Gordon eight of nine. From Ag in this game, from the Stripes, he goes for eighteen and
1: twenty-five um, of thirty in the last six games. And,
0: and you know, MPJ in this game started off so awesome, yeah. And then once again, like just yeah. just doesn't I, doesn't yeah. see the ball, just doesn't. It and like I think
1: he scored his fifteen point with like six and a half minutes in the third left.
0: And like part of this too is that I will say, like the Nets, this is a really good win. Brooklyn has a formula which should mess with Denver, which is that they have so many attacking wings to put pressure on point of attack and they shoot a ton of threes. So it's all like driving, kick force, help kick, shoot over and over and over and over and over again. And so this was a really good win. That's like how the nets were able to get back into the lead in this game and really battle this one, winning this game down the stretch with clutch time performance. Like this was in part, I think like a good game by the, I think this is a good game by both teams. This is a good game by the nets. This is a good game by the nuggets, particularly the starters, um, and it's just like, the, what was the difference? The Nuggets have J- Joker and Jamal. And like, that was the difference I thought late in this game. Um, but it was, a, I thought it was a, a really good performance based off of those kind
1: of things. And um, yeah. Yeah. Also a crazy stat for you. So I've been listening to coach Michael Malone a lot. Cause when we are in the press game conference, he talks a lot about the fact they haven't turned the ball over. He's been saying this repeatedly. Yeah. So I went back, Matt, did you know in the last 14 games, The Denver Nuggets have 432 assists and only 128 turnovers. That's wild. That's that's a 3-to-1 to to assist to turnover ratio. So I I think what what we're seeing is is that the Nuggets, as Jamal Murray has gotten back, the starters have gotten better. By the way, Matt, uh, another great number you might love. Remember in early in the season, we were talking about that the Denver Nuggets starters, they were looking at dominant. The numbers were down. I think they had like a plus six net rating at one point in time. Now, in 13 games with the starters, Matt, the starters have a plus 14.1 net rating. They have a 126.4 offensive rating when all five of them are on the court together this year. Whew. So they're passing the ball. They're not turning the ball over. They have the fourth best half-court offense in basketball right now. They have the eighth best half-court defense in basketball right now. And guess what, Matt? Eight of their next 11 games are going to be at home. So they're 9-8 on the road. They played the most road game. They got their last one of this little stretch, this little mini road stretch here today it will be eight, will be their 18th road game on the road so far this year. And then like I said, after that, uh nine of their next 10 basically roughly is gonna be uh sitting at home, man. So they're in a they're in a situation right now, Matt, where I think they're getting confidence, they're healthy, they're playing together, and I think they're just gonna continue to roll from here.
0: On the other side, we'll talk about the bench. It wasn't all good. We'll have to talk about the bench and what's what's happened there. Plus, up next, Peyton Watson continues to play really well. But should he be the one subbing in for Michael Porter Jr. late in games? Should anyone be subbing in for MPJ late in games? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Nuggets. Right now, I want to tell you about BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, You know, the holidays could be a a pretty hard time and you're trying to work through a lot and you're dealing with a lot of stuff. Oftentimes, you know, you're interacting with folks that may lead you to memories and stuff that you need to deal with. But the bigger thing is that you want to be able to work through all these things and make sure that you're in the best kind of place. whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself, and the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. Um, therapy could be really great for just working through things, just having an outlet to talk through things, as well as not just if you're like, well, I don't really just want to talk and just talk, 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 talk. You can also develop strategies that will help you deal with the things that give you problems in your everyday life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Back here on Locked On Nuggets, thanks for joining us and making us part of your day. Want to let you know that you do need to be checking out the the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel. It's a twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. If you do want to catch... My reaction to all the Christmas Day games? Well, I'll be on Locked On NBA on Monday, so make sure to check that out on Monday night. We'll be going live on that feed as well. All right, Swiba. so everything wasn't all great with this Nuggets win over the Nets. The bench, once again, struggles big time. Uh, Reggie Jackson, minus 15, shoots 4 of 13 from the field. That was a big factor. Uh, Christian Brown, minus 12, 0 of 3 from the field. Julian Strother, 0 of 5, minus 10. Uh, Deandre Jordan played six minutes. He was a minus nine Zeke Najee played seven minutes in the second half. He was a minus nine, only three boards for Zeke as well. in those seven minutes, I guess that's a pretty good per 36, but, um, you know, ultimately I don't think the bigs were the story in this game. Adam kind of commented. He was confused why Zeke wasn't playing because it should be a good matchup for him and it should be, but it wasn't in the second half because DeRon sharp. Like the problem was in the first, in the first half with DJ, the guards would attack in the second yep. half. Daron Sharp was just bodying Zeke out of the way on a lot of these drives, so he wasn't able to get contests in. Um, but the bigger story, I think, obviously is the offense. Like they just weren't able to generate anything. It shows you how much they've needed Reggie to play well. Because in this game, where Reggie doesn't shoot well, uh, it was a complete disaster offensively for that second unit.
1: Well, they also didn't have any process when Reggie was on the court taking those shots either. Uh, a lot of them were just kind of isolation, stagnant shots. Wasn't a lot of movement. Uh, and Julian Strother had some wide open three-pointers yep. that he just couldn't hit yesterday. But again, he's a rookie. You know, you're expecting that to happen. You thought, oh, we going to hit those shots. But they just were discombobulated yesterday. They were getting their switches messed up on defense. They were letting too much penetration happening. And then on top of that, they were going on these runs. And nets where, with the bench, that just didn't make too much sense, just given the fact that they like it's not like they had, like, an amazing personnel out there. But they were getting those three-point shots up versus the bench, and the bench wasn't communicating well, and then they weren't scoring. Matt, there was a point in time in yesterday's game. I want to say Joker went out at the end of the third quarter, and he they were up 88 to 87, or 80, 88 to 81. When Joker comes back in the game, this hasn't happened in a, in a long time, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They were up 88 to 81. Joker gets back in the game. The Nuggets are down 96 <laughs> to 98. Yeah. What, what was that? Yeah. It was unbelievable. But again, and people are saying they play bad their young players struggle on the road. Yeah, for sure. But they were good versus Atlanta. They've been pretty good as of late. Now they only scored 28 points the game before, uh, in the game before this, but they had 50, they had 62 versus the Mavericks today versus Charlotte. They might end up being a little bit better because of Charlotte. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But like, yeah, they just were, I would say, based on recent information, they were uncharacteristically bad this last game. And they just seemed to not trust what they were seeing. But on top of that, too, like, because the nets were swishing everything, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan, they just weren't able to get to their spots. Yeah. All that pick and roll at all. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of it, right, it is, like, you don't have those mechanisms that have kind of held up that bench this year. Um, the other thing I would say is, like, look, this is how it's going to be. I, I've said this. I said this in preseason. I said this early season. I'm going to continue to say it because we're like, well, they've been playing really a lot better lately. That's true, but we've seen them struggle this year too. Like, it's going to be like this. They're going to have stretches where they play. The bench is never going to be consistent. It's not built to be consistent. The money's not allocated for it to be consistent. You know, if they had a really good bench unit, you know what that would mean? The starters are worse. You're probably playing starters that aren't as good because they're not making as much money. And so you are going to have this inconsistency. And the reason that that they have committed to playing these guys is because long-term you develop that consistency. If you are only getting these minutes from these young guys in spurts, if it's like, well, he's not playing really well right now, so he's out of the rotation and we're playing this veteran, then that costs you when that guy's ability to come, like you're counting on him to essentially develop consistency outside of stable rotation minutes. You can do that, but it's much, much, much harder. And so, like, there's going to be stretches where the bench plays really badly. We will continue to talk about it this year. And when they have three or four of them, we'll be like, does something need to change? And then they'll have a couple of good ones. And they'll be like, the bench is fixed. And it's going to be like, to be like this all year wow. long. Consistency. If you look around the league and you start and you ask yourself, what are the consistent bench units in the league? They're anchored by veteran players that just are going to go out there and they're going to have Chris the same Ball. performance. Do what? Chris Paul. Yeah. Like you're going to have the same performance every single game and they're going to mm-hmm. know how to navigate these things. The nuggets do not have that. And you have to be prepared for like Reggie Jackson is not a floor raiser the way that like a Chris Paul is right. But Chris Paul also makes, you know, a bazillion times more money. Mm-hmm. And so I would just warn everyone not to be like every time we've, I, I feel like there's been three different times this season when we have done the, the bench is fixed show. right? And it's like, guys, you're gonna have these. Like, this is still gonna happen and that doesn't, you know, if you ask like, well, what's gonna happen in the playoffs? The question is just like, look, the the margin is so much smaller because Joker plays 34 minutes in this one, which is a lot, but it's not a huge amount. It's less you know, he right. played less than 35 minutes. If he plays 42 and we're down to eight minutes total, the get like the damage that, that bench can do, even on a bad night, mm-hmm. is so much less. That it'll be fine. And so that's why like the model works. But you do have to kind of be prepared for, don't start telling yourself that the bench is fixed because they have a good night or two.
1: Yeah. And again, whenever you have youth, youth has to work itself out. Uh, and they're finding some continuity and they're finding some places that they're trusting players more than in some certain spots. And so, uh Matt, I don't know if you want to talk about Peyton Watson here, but I want to ask you a question about this. So Peyton Watson closed in the Thunder game. Peyton Watson, who I said. I think I told you many times, sometimes in person, sometimes, you know, when we're just online, I think he's going to be one of those guys. I think he's really good. Like he has a nice, nice ceiling on him. You know, Luau Dang, I think uh, Ryan Blackburn said Andre Kralinko It's yeah. like his prototype for what he sees. Yeah, Matt, do you think that Malone is playing the long game with this? And it feels like for me, when he's putting Peyton in there, he's almost basically saying that should you continue to develop, it's not going to be Christian Brown who's like the Bruce Brown defensive replacement, but it's actually going to be Peyton, because Peyton best replicates Bruce Brown's defense. Plus he still has Michael Porter Jr.'s link, not to the fullness of his link, but he offers you some cutting, slashing, defensive playmaking, and on-ball defense that MPJ doesn't, you know, necessarily add in the same degree. But what it feels like for me is that even though he's making these substitutions, it feels like he's trying to get Peyton used to being in a role, if that makes sense.
0: I don't. I get the thought process on it. Like, mm-hmm. I get the the idea of that, and I think that that would be, like, a very nice way for the story to be told. My feeling is a little bit more skeptical, where I honestly think a lot of this is just... um, <laughs> I think the front office wants Peyton to play. And I honestly think that Malone, if he's if he's going to get anybody, if he's going to get fine Peyton, more minutes, getting it from MPJ is going to get him in less trouble than it will for getting it for AG or Jamal or KCP. And especially the like, Joker's no question. Right. So that's, I think part of this equation. And I think that Malone's continued. And in my opinion, unwarranted skepticism of MPJ defensively contributes to this. Cam Johnson ch- tried for about 15 seconds on a key late possession Right before the Nuggets retook the lead for the first time young. late that they would never relinquish to test MPJ. And MPJ turned the water off. Mm-hmm. And the reward for that is that Peyton Watson comes in as the stopper as he gives oh. up a four-point play.
1: Well, he's so young. That's what you just said. He's young. He made a young boy mistake. That's
0: great. That's fine. He get and you're right. He's gonna, you know, he won't make those mistakes later. Peyton's I think Peyton, like Pey, I think Peyton can be a really good player. I think I'm not, I guess here's the best way to put it. I don't know that right now, this season is when the Nuggets should be so aggressively testing the boundaries of what Peyton's ceiling is. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about that next. When we come back on locked on Nuggets. Let's talk about prize picks. You're sitting home with the family. You're going to be watching games. There's NFL on, there's NBA on, both of them on the same day. Guess what prize picks lets you do? You can do it cross sport now. So you can combo all sorts of stuff. So you can get in on player points on the NBA, receptions in the NFL. You can do touchdowns. You can do all of these types of things on prize picks in cross sport parlays now to be able to put you in, put them together for combo projections. You want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Prize Picks features quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com. Slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code lowercase L O C K E D O N NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Back here on Locked on Nuggets, thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us on the weekend, on the day before Christmas Eve. If you celebrate, happy holidays to you. We're glad to have you guys be with us all throughout the year. Uh Programming note, I will be with you on, Cam and I are going to do a, Swipe and I are going to do a show on Monday after the game, uh, late that night. It'll be a, a recap late that night because I'm going to come home and hang with the kids. Um, And then Tuesday, I'll be with you solo. And then Wednesday, Adam and I, and then I'm off for a little bit. I'm taking the kids to Disney World. So you're going to be without me. For a few days, I'm sure you'll all be very sad about that. To have more swipe at Adam. but um, we'll we'll uh, I'll be out for a few days next week, but I'll be with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, coming up. Um, so I don't want to continue this conversation because I think it's a good one. Um, I I get the ceiling aspect of Peyton Watson, and like every fan always wants to talk about like like I was talking about this with Ryan, where he's like, but the upside is so high, and I was like, yeah, but like most guys don't fit their upside. Like it's very rare that they are they fill their absolute upside. Um, they're not all going to fulfill like the the wildest dreams that people see when they well, look at these guys' games. Peyton might. Peyton's made huge strides in a year already. He's gone from out of the rotation to solidly in the rotation to being right right now the best bench player on the floor. I continue to believe some of that is tied to how he's three point shooting, um, but he also had like really nice dunk late in the game and the defensive personnel, like uh, the, his ability to defend. There's no question he's a great defender. I just don't know if where the Nuggets are at right now in their season. Like even with the long-term development plan, like you're gonna close with him. Why? Why are you gonna close with him? It's like, well, in case he needs to take over. Who's he gonna take over for? You have a championship core.
1: I don't don't think that's what he's what it is though. I don't think he's taking over. He just is a defender, better defender, by the way, than anybody in the starting unit except maybe Aaron Gordon and KCP. And I said maybe, by the way. No, they're better.
0: They're way better. They're not.
1: I, I know. I know. But but I'm saying that before you. Freak out with your ginger beer over there. Right <laughs> beer, thank you. <laughs> I'm saying that I agree, but the issue is the same numbers you and I both love. They say that Peyton's the most impactful defender on the team. I'm not saying he's better on a possession-by-possession basis. But what I'm saying is that I think for Malone, the same thing he did with Torrey Craig, who was the worst defender or any of these other players, is that he wants him to continue to gain his own confidence. But here's the thing. At this point in time, bro, with Michael Porter Jr., I think Mike is just settled and He knows who he is. By the way, if you hear Mike's interview, I've heard I've – li- I've actually listened to every Michael Porter interview possible. He he seems like he's completely fine with his role. He knows what he is. He's a champion. He's bought in. He knows he needs to D up. He'll D up. He knows he needs to be an offensive force. He'll be an offensive force when he needs to be. But he fills the role. Yesterday – he didn't score after the six minutes left in the third quarter and he's going to show up today in Charlotte and get ready to do the job again. I'm not saying it's not hard at times. But what it doesn't feel like, though, is that he's somehow attacking Michael Porter because guess what? He also, I think uh, Peyton Watson had minutes over even KCP at points this season as well. So it's not just like he was just MPJ. He's also played ahead of KCP at times in four quarter scenarios and situations. And namely, the Houston Rockets game. Good, sir. When Michael Porter Jr. was out there, and it was Peyton Washington instead of KCP out there with the starters. I think he is just experimenting with Peyton, with the roster to figure out how does it work best? How can I utilize the skill set? And again, it's December. You know what, Matt? This basketball might mean to a lot of – might mean everything in the world to particular people in the NBA. In Philadelphia, But not to the different nuggets. They're filling out their roster right now. They're trying to find out who they are. And I think come January, things start to get a little bit different. I don't mean fill it out. I'm like finding guys. I think they're just – they have guys that need to play, and they're getting those quality minutes.
0: I guess, man. I just I, – I feel like the privilege of being out there in winning time is something that you should have to absolutely 100% earn. And I'm just a little confused at what Peyton Watson has done to earn this level.
1: Well, Bruce, like, down, Bruce Brown did it in early season two last year for the nugget over MPJ. Yeah,
0: because Bruce is Bruce is like a proven dude. Bruce is Bruce is not in. Well, a, because they got swept team.
1: in the first round versus the Celtics, and was the best player on the court. He's been in the yeah. league
0: for several years. Like he has, like he has, like he has had more experience. Like the experience matters here.
1: And the experience, but I think they're getting – And the I experience getting, leads to things
0: experience. like, I don't know, fouling a
1: four-point four shooter. For, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But I'm saying – but don't you – but I guess let me ask you this, Matt. Based on where they are in the roster, let's say they don't add any more free agents. Right? Let's say they don't add any more free agents. For them to go on the run that they feel like they can go on, do you think that Peyton Watson needs to be an integral piece to that? No. To be, like, more developed?
0: Okay. Nope. Not at all. They don't need Peyton Watson. He's great. It's a nice addition. It's a cherry on top. It might even be like, he'll win them games. Like I want to be clear on this. Like Peyton can win them games. Like that's how much this is a, like a bonus for them. Right. Is like, is like, not only do we have the starting five, but look what we found in Peyton Watson. Right. Just like last year, it was look what we found in Christian Brown. And Christians had a really tough year. I think like, I think Christians had a really rough year. Um, So like, I think the question is like, I don't see any scenario. Well, let me put, okay, I'll, I'll put a caveat on that. Healthy, right? The reason to do this is in the event, but I'm also kind of like, wait for the injury, and then he gets his chance, you know? Like, there will be times when MPJ or AG misses games. That's how it already happened. And then, they, and then Peyton gets those minutes. When you're subbing him in for, and like, I, I want to be clear on this. This is like my opinion. Like, as you said, I don't think anybody on the Nuggets has a problem with it. Like right now, I don't like. There's been no indication there's any sort of tension over it, but I do think that these minutes matter, and that like I think it says something when you're like, this guy's not going to be on the floor, and I'm putting this guy in, and I just don't know that I look at Peyton Watson as like a closer. I don't look at him like that yet.
1: Yeah, I think I also agree, but you know what that means? Maybe we should get him the closing minutes so he can figure it out. It's December. I thought yeah. that's my whole thing. Like, man. it's December. If this was March, I'd be like, man, that's kind of that's kind of interesting.
0: That my oh, I'm junior. the opposite. Do you remember when Peyton was playing in March last year? That's <laughs> when I'm like, do whatever you want in March. This is eating time. This is when the Nuggets need to eat between January and February. Um, before we get out of here, look, the Hornets are bad without Lamilla Ball. They are a bad basketball team. It's a bad spot for Denver on the second night of a back-to-back. This feels like a sneaky little bit of a trap game. I wouldn't be surprised if this is close. But the Hornets are so bad, I do kind of expect the Nuggets to win and take care of business here.
1: Yeah, I think Jokic has 20-10-8 today, and they're out by the third quarter. Yeah, that, that makes
0: sense. Um, I mean, we'll see. You know, they haven't been able to get a lot of those games where they haven't played in the fourth, but they've gotten more of them this year than they did last year, honestly. So, wouldn't be surprised. And then the Warriors game on Chris. This is a sneaky, now big game. Where
1: yeah, Warriors four straight.
0: Everyone was like, oh, well, you know, Draymond's out. So, there goes that one. They're a little bit better, like for whatever reason, like they're playing better. And part of that is, ironically, the Warriors who abandoned the two timelines concept now have two timelines because they have Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis who are both balling for mm-hmm. the Warriors. This is going to be a much tougher game, I think, than um, you might expect with how the Warriors record looks like their starters have struggled, but they're playing really well right now. The Nuggets are getting them maybe at their peak of the seasons so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knew that you threw some athletic wings around Steph Curry and not like a non-spacer, vertical spacer, anything that, that was going to help them. So, yeah, I think Pods with Moses Moody, with Kaminga, with Jackson, like, yeah, I mean, they're all adding a much-needed amount of length and usefulness and, and some just some, like, some new energy to the roster. And Klay Thompson's having a bit of resurgence as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. But I think the, the Nuggets have won.
0: Six of the last seven versus the Warriors, I want to say. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they're at home and they're a wagon at home, you know, and that war, that Thunder game was a really, it took a a lot of events occurring at once for the Thunder to sneak out that win. Um, The, the easy, the easy play here, I think is on, is on the nuggets if you're looking for who's going to win this game, but I will be very curious to see a lot of how the nuggets are able to defend how that, how those bench units go when they're at home again, can they combat that with the like the athleticism that they've got? Can Reggie have a, a good game versus the Warriors? Like this is a little bit of a test, I think, of some of the guys and how they're going to handle this type of environment too. Like this is a really good test, I think, for for everybody's starters. I'm not worried about, but it'll be interesting to see kind of what's happened. I will also kind of um, this is this is a weird stat. This is, again, this is a team stat and not an individual stat because he's been absolutely terrific this season. Um, he's shooting the lights out as he always does as the best shooter to ever play the game of basketball. They've lost the minutes with Steph Curry this season. Yeah, I know. So haven't been good. yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. Um, all right. We'll be back on Monday, Monday night. We'll get you a recap of the nuggets game versus the warriors and get you set for the rest of the week. Make sure to have yourselves a safe and happy holiday. If you're celebrating, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Thanks for joining us on Locked On nuggets.